Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Unbiased Games Cast. I'm your host, Grant Pinnell, and with me for the past several weeks, once again, Trey Mitchell. Hey, how's everybody doing out there on the uh, internet, the the World Wide Web? The World Wide Web. Yeah, the World Wide Web, the information superhighway. Has anybody called Coming it the World you. Wide Web in the last, like, 15 years? No, but if you go and look at, uh, on YouTube and look at, like, old internet videos, it's amazing. Because really? uh, it's, like, instructional videos and how to use the internet. And internet's a great place for people to discuss topics. Just so, so young and naive back in the 90s, Grant. How old, how old were you in, like, 1995? Were you around in 1995? I was. I was around. I was. I was okay. just born in 1995. Just born. Yeah. All right. I mean, I was like, I guess seven. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm not ancient, but <laughs> I remember. Remember the uh, we'd have a we had a computer, an old gateway, and we had the phone line connected d- directly from the uh, the wall to the computer, and you had to do a limbo under it. So remember the internet, all that dial up. Back in our day, Grant, it was tough to get online on quick the information aside, superhighway. Quick aside, I did watch Hackers the other day. Dude, I've been wanting to watch that. <laughs> if you I've been really Hackers, wanting to watch it. Yes. It's a, it's a great film with uh, Angelina Jolie in it Man. And, uh, from 1995 about these crazy <sighs> hackers in New York City. Yeah. And it is just the most, it's like a, it's like a time capsule for oh, yeah. what they I thought might the have to watch that tonight. like. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a it's a good one. It's a fun it's a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Well, let oh, me man. ask you, what you been playing this week? Well, well, Grant, I've been uh, playing that Red Dead Redemption two still, still grinding and away. Yeah, still grinding away. Now I'm at chapter three. Okay, just got to chapter three today. Out of uh, uh six chapters and part two parts of an epilogue. Gotcha. So I just started chapter three, and. Uh, you know, I'm liking it a lot more. I think I'm getting more of the kind of story and character interactions and weird kind of people. Like I was in this town and I started hearing yells and I, and you go to the gunsmith, like the, the back like room of the gunsmith, there's like this dude who's trapped and I mm-hmm. think he might be wearing women's clothing. I don't know, but he's like, the gunsmith has me in here. You need to, ha-. and I can't figure out how to help him out. I'm sure there's some way. Uh, so like just weird stuff like that. I think the weirdest thing I saw, cause they have, uh, an area that's supposed to be like, um, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just one, I think, uh, I was doing one of the stranger missions and I was going down there and it was dark and I see this figure hanging from a tree and, uh, I'm like, oh, that's really, really eerie and unsettling. So I go up to it. And then I zoom the camera around. I look behind me, and there's like three dark figures coming at me with knives, and I just get stabbed to death. And oh my uh, gosh. so yeah, it's creepy. And then there's like, I found like a severed leg, and that led me to this this like uh, thing that looked like it looked like that it looked like something out of Dexter. And like I guess there's a serial killer. It just there's just incredible stuff. Like little things everywhere. That's interesting. And uh, I've, yeah, I've, I've, I saw. Let's see. I think it was on the IGN Instagram. Uh, the the player who was playing, you know, crawled into the room, the window, the second story window of a house that looked abandoned. Yeah. And there were drawings of this like devil animal that was stitched uh-huh. together from other animal parts. 
And then they, the, the the animal was there, and it was like a boar's head with a human torso, and like it was just weird. Man looking. bear pig. So I mean, that's <clears throat> of course Red you know Dead that's has a lineage yeah. with stuff like that. Oh yeah, and so does all Rockstar games. All, you know, like the whole Mount Chiliad mystery mm-hmm. of Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, they they've always had stuff like that. Just the weird, bizarre stuff that are in their games, which I love. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the Stranger Missions and uh, the first Red Dead. Like the guy who was pretty much like uh, it could be like the devil or, or God, you know. Then there was um, like the cannibal. Then there was like the guy whose wife he he had to get something for his wife, and his wife was dead did in his house. Him? But he like, quick quick huh? morality question: Did you kill him yeah, or yeah. did you leave him? Ah, uh, I forgot what I did. I, I I think I might have left him. Dude, I popped him. Popped him. Yeah. Popped him quick. I, I have a weird. It's so weird with these the the Rockstar games because it's like or at least Grand Theft or um Red Dead more than Grand Theft Auto. Uh I always want to be the good guy, but I end up doing bad things. And I, I guess maybe that. that's the point of the character is he, he kind of, that's sort of the character himself. He's trying to be a good guy but does bad things. Yeah. And that's sort of how I feel with those games. Well that's the thing. I, I remember I was trying to go I mean I usually go pretty white hat, you know? Yeah. Um if I'm playing infamous I'm usually making all the good decisions. And, yeah. um you know, I, I remember, I think it was Greg Miller from Kind of Funny said something similar uh-huh. about this scene where that was when he was, he deviated. Yeah, I remember. Where he was like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, of course, there's more morally great decisions in that game, which is, you know, what I love. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you're having fun with uh, with Red Dead. Are you playing it at all? Or are you planning on playing it? I'm not. I've actually played a multitude of games this uh-huh. week, which has been okay. lucky for me. Um, I started off uh, Halloween. I in pretty much a single sitting I played through the Order 1886. Okay. Yeah. Which I um, I have that on the PSN. I have not played it, but it it looks like a fun playthrough. Well, that's the thing. I knew that I knew that that day I, you know, I'd been working a lot and I kind of had the day off mm-hmm. and it was Halloween and I was just kind of home by myself and I thought uh okay, I think I can play through the majority of this game because I've heard things, you know, Oh my gosh, it's three hours long. It's not. It's 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 five to five to mm-hmm. seven. I'd say uh, if you're getting the collectibles like I did, which really aren't. It's not like Uncharted where you're really having to dig for the collectibles. They're, yeah. They're for the. I mean, there's a couple of stinkers in there, but for the most part, they're out in the open. Um, yeah, and pretty much just just played straight through and platinumed it. Uh, that was an enjoyable playthrough. Actually, made me think um, of Red Dead in a weird way. Although it, it it'd be the opposite, a lot of the criticisms I've heard of Red Dead, I think could apply to the Order in a way. There's a lot that that couldn't. So the Order, from what I've heard, essentially is that everybody thinks that Rockstar. I mean, just like with the video you sent me for the listeners, Trey sent mm-hmm. me a video of following the NPCs of Red Dead throughout their day. And it's yeah. incredible. It's they live the most Westworld thing I've ever seen. They live like their their actual lives. So they'll wake up, they'll wash their face, they'll eat breakfast, they'll walk to work, they'll work all day, they'll walk home, they'll sweep their porch, they'll sit by the go fire. to the bar. Yeah, I mean it's 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 really incredible. And all and and there's a multitude of NPCs all with their different patterns and lives, which is really cool. Uh. And a lot of people, you know, the criticism I've heard, at least, having not played it, is that Rockstar emphasized the world 
over the gameplay. And I thought when I played The Order 1886, Ready at Dawn emphasized the world and the fidelity and the the kind of I don't want to say graphics, but essentially the gra- the the graphics and, and presentation how the looks maybe. presentation would be a better yeah. term, yeah, over gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. Although the the main difference being that Red Dead wants you to do a bunch of random stuff in the open world, and the Order eighteen eighty six is a very much look and don't touch environment. Uh, it's not sterile, but it feels sterile just because mm-hmm. you can't interact with anything. You're essentially just kind of walking through beautiful environments and stuff, but you you can't really you can't really do much other than shoot the occasional you know werewolf and maybe pick up a newspaper to look at. Although Order eighteen eighty six, not a bad game. I know it gets a really bad yeah. rap. Um, it was not a ten out of ten, but it's one of those games that you know if a game keeps me up late at night, I love sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I love to sleep. And at the end of the day, when I'm ready to go to bed, you better get out of my way because there's nothing standing in my way between me and the bed. So if a game keeps me up late at night, that is a good sign that you know I'm enjoying it and that mm-hmm. I want to keep playing for one reason or another. And the Order 1886 kept me up. You know, I mm-hmm. I think it was partially due to the fact that I knew I was getting close to the end of it. Sure. And I was like, oh, I just want to you know push all the way through. But it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It was a solid game. The story I thought was really cool and engaging, and they built. It's really a shame. I doubt that game ever gets a sequel, but they built oh, yeah, yeah. they built what I think could be a very cool franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I also played, you know, there's not much to say about it, but I played a little bit of Psychonauts Rhombus of Ruin. I'm almost okay. done with that game on the PSVR. Uh, really cool, really fun art style for VR. Uh, I played a lot this one I'm almost embarrassed to say, of Run Sack Boy Run on my Vita. Run what boy run? Run Sack, Sack Boy Run. So it's oh, oh, okay. So it's it's an endless um, runner based on Little Big Planet. Okay. I downloaded it on a whim. Uh-huh. Started kind of playing. And then I realized like Oh well, this tro this this next benchmark, this next trophy is reachable if That's I how they get you. hour. And then that's you know, how they before get you. long, I've sucked hours in. And of course, I was out of town this weekend, so there was a lot of driving. And I wasn't always the one doing the driving. So if I wasn't driving, even if I was talking, you know, in my hand, I had my Vita just, you know. And it's a touchscreen only game, uh, port yeah. from iOS. Uh, I'm not sure if it's on uh, iPhone, but I know it's on iPad. So it's one of those ports, and, you know, just simple stuff. Um Reminded me a lot of Jetpack Joyride. If you ever played that, I've not. It's uh, I never owned a Vita. You know that was oh, Jetpack Joyride on Vita on PS3, but really it's a it's a mobile game. Oh, okay. It's a it's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And then let's the... see. Started Tales from the Borderlands. Okay. So I'm two I... one or two episodes in at this point. Okay. I, I I'll have those like weeks where I ha- I'm like playing three games or four games at once, and then I just end up quitting all four of them yeah. <laughs> for one reason or another. That's it's never. Been, that's what's been so lucky about this week is that for mm-hmm. the most part, I think all of these games that I've been playing are relatively short. Yeah, you know the orders like five hours. Mm-hmm. I only played Run Sack Boy Run in the car for the most part, and then yeah. Rhombus of Ruin is three hours, maybe two or three hours. So it's like. 
I'm just kind of hopping good. from one to yeah. the next. Makes me feel very productive. As oh a no, gamer. I, I, hear you. <laughs> I, I need to backlog. do that where I yeah where I because I still have like Uncharted Lost Legacy. Uh, um, I need to do the uh, Spider-Man DLC. I, I need to do the Bioshock Infinite DLCs. I need to. Like a lot of little things, like um, yeah. Hellblade, because I have a whole bunch of big games on my backlog, but I got little games too that mm-hmm. maybe I should spend a week like that and just knock those out. Yeah, see, you know? if I if I play a big, the thing is, so I went and I I utilized a, a sale that was going on at GameStop, and I picked up a lot of bigger games that I mm-hmm. either don't have anymore because I got rid of them back in the day, loaned them to a friend, never got them back, or I just never picked up. Yeah, or you know maybe it's something that you know Redbox sends me a code every now and then for a free game rental for run one night so i'll essentially rent a game for a night and you know i think oh this is fun i'll I'll pick it up when it's you know 20 bucks uh so i got like mad max and i picked up arkham knight again because i had gotten rid of that one and some other some other stuff uh mafia 3 and what i realized was when i sat down was like oh my god all of these are all of these are very much open world, objective based, third yeah. person, thirty to thirty to sixty hour games. So, you know, it's nice to it's nice to spread it out with those little games sure. in the interim. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, you ready to hop into the news? Yeah, let's do it. So we don't have a ton of news this week, which will result in a slightly um, smaller show, but. The stuff we do have, I think, will spur on some interesting conversation. The first item comes to us from IGN by Nick Santangelo. Wow, Santangelo, not Santana. The (laughs) close, the the little red squiggly throws me off. As soon as that's under a word, I can't read it. Yeah, like Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. Great example. Great example. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weird. Uh, there's a lot of weird ones like that. Like gameplay, on my laptop will do that. Yeah. The word gameplay if I type it out. That's weird. So here we go. Nintendo's marketing strategy. Oh well, I didn't even read the name of the story. Nintendo Switch might get a YouTube app as soon as next week. Nintendo's marketing strategy for the Switch has involved positioning the device as a games console, and little else. But if an apparent leak is accurate, the Switch is about to get a new video streaming option. On Saturday, French website Nintend Home tweeted what, <clears throat> what it claims to be a screen grab from a Nintendo Switch YouTube app teaser from Nintendo of America's website. According to the image, Switch will get a YouTube app on Thursday. And of course, you know, um, they have the image of it and the above image, which y'all can't see because you're listening. If you want to go look it up, go to IGN. Uh or Nintendo Home, reportedly shows up as a suggestion while the browsing Nintendo of America's website, but there's currently no way to reach the page for a YouTube app. Still, this wouldn't be the first time Nintendo itself leaks something on its own website via suggested listings. In September, the Nintendo of America website accidentally outed the title of the next Yoshi game in the same manner. So, I think this is a cool addition to the Switch. Yeah, um... Any anything to kind of add on to it is fine, you know. Uh, I use my phone a lot for YouTube, so I don't know. Like I I have not used my Switch in a while, and it mm-hmm. I need to. Um, I've just been working on other things that I feel like are more important right now than what's on my current Switch at the moment. 
mm-hmm. but maybe that will change soon. And uh, I'd like to get back on. Uh, you know, uh, that's cool. That means hopefully other things like Netflix or Amazon Prime will come on there. And yeah, please. I'm, I want. I love Amazon Prime because you can pretty much rent any movie on there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I mean, so Switch had a killer first year. I mean, one mm-hmm. of the one of the best slower sophomore year. Um, yeah. Still some good games, but you, I, I feel um, they positioned. They they position their big sales, you know, and I've heard other people echo this as well. They they position games around times where they knew that sales would translate into more people buying the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, I think um, padding it padding out the tail end of its sophomore year with things like this is never a bad idea. Uh, I right. love it. I love my Switch. It's such a cool device. Um, yeah, the way it can, you know. With the with the kickstand and everything, uh, I can stand it up on a table, and it's a higher fidelity screen than than you know what you would expect, and it's and it's mm-hmm. a larger screen than my phone. Um, I just get so amazed that this little thing can play all these big old games. You know? Oh, exactly. I mean, yeah. you know, I've I've played you know Skyrim on there, and I'm yeah. Eventually, I plan on getting like Wolfenstein. Uh, mm-hmm. Although, I might just break down and buy that on PS4 because of the trophies. Uh, to tell right. the truth um yeah i got the bug again and it's real bad i'm all about <laughs> the trophies again um, I, I am when it's accessible like spider-man or god yeah, of war exactly. but like red dead i just see the multiplayer i'm like no nope, good multi multiplayer trophies are a turn off for me as well yeah. i don't i don't mess with those but yeah like the only ones i need on uncharted 4 are the multiplayers really no, are there oh gosh there are multiplayer in yeah for shoot um yeah i don't uh i have my switch often Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I'm traveling, especially I'll have my switch. So it's a device that I have on me and it's it'd yeah. be a nice option to be able to utilize that for, okay, I got to work on my laptop. I'm going to set my switch up beside it playing, you know, whatever show I'm trying to catch up on Daredevil sure. season three or whatever, um, or just a fun thing to utilize. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear this. I hope it's. I hope it's true. It sounds pretty legit, especially mm-hmm. if it was grabbed from the Nintendo website. But we'll just have to wait and see. On to our second story. And this one comes to us uh, from Polygon by Austin Golson. Top five reveals from today's, or at the time, today's Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Nintendo Direct. Now, Trey, did you watch this Direct? I did. I did watch this Direct. And what was your initial kind of uh, what were your initial kind of kind of feelings towards? Kind of underwhelmed. Um, I'm not necessarily saying it was a disappointment, you know, but I just I, I don't understand the spirits things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really understand what the single player is, adventure yeah. mode is. Um, I just I'm kind of confused. Uh, I don't know. Um, as for characters. It's fine. You know, we got a lot of characters and uh, I'm not too upset about the Grinch thing not being real. It was funny. <laughs> it's fun, but it's, it's whatever. I just, I feel like, I don't know, like, because I, I, I just don't understand the spirits thing. I don't like that there's no 3D trophies you can get. And I yeah, guess that might just a be a time fun. thing because there's so many characters and franchises now. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean... Yeah, it's uh I, I wish there was something more like that. Uh but 
I just, I guess I don't understand the whole, st- I don't like stamps. I think stamps are lame. Yeah. I'm anti-stamp. Um, <laughs> get them away from me. It's not a stamp guy. Uh, so I think that's kind of lame, even though I do like seeing Metal Gear Solid 5 renditions of Ocelot and Miller on there. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I hope there's a big boss stamp. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just was a bit underwhelming, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm going to get it. I would agree. You know? It 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 definitely was a, I don't want to call it, a bummer is not the right word, but it was definitely one of those things like where Like a wet I, fart, kind of. <laughs> that, that could be a way to describe yeah. it. I, I, I got very pumped about it. And the yeah. last the last direct that I watched um, that was Smash Bros. focused with the with the uh, King K. Rool reveal and things like that was so incredibly... It was such a fun direct to watch. Um, and this one, I felt, was, was less so. Uh, I felt it dragged on way too long. Was so technical yeah. and, and... That's... Yeah, that's the one thing I can't stand about Nintendo. I feel like they're... They... They, they do their conferences like they're speaking to a uh, a two-year-old from a country that doesn't understand their language. Mm. Like, they just... It, it, or like an alien from outer space. So they have to explain, okay, now this is the help menu. And when you go into the help menu by going down two spaces and clicking select, you can go into the brightness. Brightness changes the brightness of your screen on your Nintendo Switch device. Yeah. You can... Just like, good God, guys, just stop. Um, it reminds me of it. Just, it's like a, a like a weird um, totalitarian government. You know, giving like <laughs> I don't know. Like it reminds me of that. I don't know if you ever seen Clockwork Orange. This might be a very oh, I horrible date. And I know you're a fan. Yeah, it's. Uh, you say you have or haven't. I I have. It reminds me of the scene where he's going to prison and they're taking logs of everything and it's just so much minutia. And it's like, okay, well, lock here, lock here, lock here, lock here. Just we're going to every single detail, we're going to write this down. That's mm-hmm. what it reminds me of. They're, they're, they're covering every single microscopic detail that doesn't need to be in there. Like I, I think people know what brightness and, and contrast is. I think people understand how to what the internet is. You don't have to explain the internet to us, Nintendo. Well, that's, get it. That, that's what was so strange and kind of soured me on this direct a little bit. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm still very excited for Smash yeah. Brothers. I still have a lot of love for Nintendo, um, as can be seen if you look at my pictures visiting the Nintendo World Store recently. Look like a five-year-old who just got a Christmas present. Um, boy, those are some... I haven't I, seen those. I need to see those. Uh, I, I look. I look back over them. I can't remember if I put them on my Instagram or not. I'll, I'll send you a few. But my my family took pictures of me without my knowledge, right. and I just I was sprinting around with a little backpack on. <laughs> I look I look four years old. Uh, Hugging your little Pikachu doll. Actually, the picture that I was about to say is of me in, in a Pikachu. So there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm still I'm still pumped for Smash. I'm still I still love Nintendo. However. The thing that I, I, I really have admired recently about Nintendo, especially with their move to the Nintendo Direct format, is that they respect my time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of game companies, uh, they overreach when it comes to presentation, and they have these long, bloated... Uh, so, self-ingrained, yeah. 
sort of like Sony's E3 presentation, Sony's which was a bit, E3, it was um, sort of a hand job to themselves a little bit, yeah. you know? Well, either that, I mean, even like the E3. E3 I don't even, think Nintendo's like that, though. That's, yeah. Nintendo's more, we're going to over-explain things so you completely understand what we're talking about at well, all times. So, so the thing that I love about Nintendo usually is that they're like, they'll have a happy Japanese man come out and tell me, <laughs> welcome to Nintendo Direct and give me a thumbs up and make the Switch sound. And already yeah. I'm like, I love this guy. What a sweetheart. Boom, straight into a trailer. <laughs> Boom, straight into a trailer. Boom, straight into a video. Boom, straight into a character reveal for Smash. And then you're out of there. Like mm-hmm. 20, 40 minutes. But every minute there's there's a there's a meaningful piece of news. And I don't feel like I'm sitting there, you know, while... Um, they bring out some some cover band for the Beatles to play about the new rock band expansion, and I'm like, this is right. a, why am I watching this on television? You know, like the like I think back to E3, um, the the EA press conference was bad yeah. for stuff like that. the The Ubisoft press conference was bad for stuff like that. The Square Enix and the Ninten- and the Nintendo Direct were the ones that I praised because they were so they were so concise. They respected my time, and this. And uh, even when direct. Nintendo does stuff like weird, they do it right. Like the Muppets, like that was awesome. Yeah, I don't no, think exactly. a- anyone will ever forget the Muppets. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, that's that was amazing. But that's what I actually disliked about this specific direct yeah. is that it didn't feel like, and I've heard other people say this, it didn't feel like current Nintendo. It felt like right. early Wii U Nintendo mm-hmm. that that didn't quite have its footing down with these directs and was 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 kind of strange um right when it comes to the actual smash game uh ken awesome i love ken uh wasn't really surprised by it incineroar you know i'm not i haven't played a ton of the modern pokemon stuff so i'm not really familiar with him but his character design's cool yeah sure and i like be fun Looks i like the wrestler WWE. thing yeah, yeah that's cool i like that uh, yeah the piranha plant was confusing that's fine i thought it was hilarious Actually, yeah. this is the most nintendo thing is everybody's asking for luigi waluigi yeah waluigi i mean and you know you're gonna give us the piranha plant saw some hilarious uh oh yeah twitter posts about it but um and i do love the fact that we're getting dlc for it um, yeah i like that nintendo's embracing dlc a little bit the DLC I've gotten from Nintendo so so far with the Breath of the Wild stuff I've really enjoyed, and the ability for them to go and add new characters to Smash, which I think will give it, which which will kind of just extend its longevity a little bit. You know, Smash has been out a couple of months, and then you add a new character, and then a new character, and then a new character. I think they said 2020 is when they have the five new characters out. By really? by 2020, yeah. So it'll be like parsed throughout the year. Mm-hmm. See, I like mm-hmm. that. See that, and that'll that'll be good, I think, for the game and the community. Uh, yeah. The spirits thing, I don't quite understand. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks mobile gamey. Yeah. I like the all truth. the animations, but yeah, I mean, I like which, the cutscenes, but yeah, it just doesn't. Which would lead into our next story a little bit. Sure. But yeah, <laughs> but it, but yeah, no, it was it 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 looked a little mobile gamey. Um. Oh my gosh! They they murdered every Nintendo character before my <laughs> eyes. Yes, and then played some like crazy anime Man. lady song. Oh, I love anime music. I love anime songs. Someone put uh, that whole thing over um, "Immigrant Song" by Led Zeppelin, and it it it's badass. I watched that. It was pretty, okay. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. What like, killed me right. was I was I was pumped about it, and then I got on my my Twitter and I read all these tweets that were like. 
Sonic could have outrun that beat. I know. He slowed down to save Pikachu, and then the they real hero die. I was like, <laughs> I was actually like, it was kind of, it's kind of hit me in the feels a little bit. And sure, like, and it makes sense. Like it's almost like how look, Sonic's really fast. He's probably faster than anyone here. How do we make get him? Well, obviously he's helping a friend. Oh my god, he's gosh. helping his friend out. That's how he dies. He couldn't go that fast. The one thing that people haven't <laughs> talked about is that a lot of characters went out like little, like little punk. Oh yeah, like little punks. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the Squid Kids. Squid Kids can. died quick. Uh, the yoga trainer from yeah. We Fit. Get Snake was here. hiding in a in a box. Yeah. The hell. And Kirby, of course, the one the one lone survivor. Yes. Has oh my gosh! Kirby. Did you watch? Did you see the video of the uh, Nintendo World Store in New York where there was a crowd of people watching it live? No, I didn't. I'm oh, sure it was must so have been. funny! So it was the Nintendo World Store, not that big if you've been in, but mm-hmm. in the video you can just tell it is wall-to-wall people. Yeah. And as soon as Kirby emerges and it's clear that he survived the genocide, the whole <laughs> place just erupts and is going Kirby, Kirby, like for the for the remainder of the trailer. It's, it's, it's pretty funny, but. I mean, I'm, cool. I'm cautiously well. I'm I'm optimistic. Uh, I was pretty stinking excited about Smash Bros. This did dampen it a little bit, but not enough to deter me or anything. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, oh man, uh, single player is not at all what I want it to be. But uh, I'm still gonna love the game. Yeah, or at least I I think I'll love the game. You know, you can't really say till you yeah, have it in your you hands. Know, but and it's a game you play with friends and stuff. It's not exactly. you know, it's not a not God of War where I'm waiting for the, the second one for that story. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, speaking of mobile games, like we said earlier, yeah. we can hop into our third and final topic. And this one may run a little bit longer in terms of conversation. This one comes to us from gamesindustry.biz by Matthew Handrahan. And it's Duran titled Duran Duran. Duran. Mm-hmm. I think he's hungry. Uh, hungry like the wolf. Blizzard's Diablo mobile game meets community backlash. Now, if you are familiar with games and you haven't heard about this, I'd be surprised. And I'll go ahead and read the story. Uh, There's many updates to it, which I didn't include, but we can still talk about. Blizzard Entertainment is bringing Diablo to iOS and Android, and in so doing has incurred the wrath of a small, incredibly vocal part of of the gaming fan base. Diablo Immortal, which is co-developed by NetEase was announced at BlizzCon this weekend, marking the classic series' debut on mobile. Blizzard described the new game as an MMO and an experience designed to be, quote, living, breathing, and constantly evolving, end quote. New storylines, character classes, loot, and challenges will be added to the game on a regular basis, making Diablo Immortal a game that can be played for years to come. With their incredible passion for Diablo and proven mobile expertise, the development team has spawned an ultra-responsive and breathtakingly beautiful mobile game and can't wait for players to get their hands on it, said Blizzard President J. Allen Brack in a statement. The Diablo game for mobile makes it lo- Okay, I'm skipping ahead in the story. I'm just going to go ahead and sum this up. So essentially, um, Diablo 3 releases for Switch... And Blizzard essentially says, "We'll get ready at their big BlizzCon uh, yeah, event. Get yeah. ready, guys, because at BlizzCon there's another Diablo announcement." Yeah, and they said that that um, they weren't going to announce Diablo Four just yet, right? Mm-hmm. Like before. Well, they, well, they they didn't say that before BlizzCon. Okay. So essentially, what happened was they said, 
get ready guys there's a big diablo announcement coming and because mm-hmm. it's been how many years has it been since diablo 3 <sighs> man seven i don't know years? six it, seven years probably something like that i believe it's been six we'll, we'll say six to be on the more conservative side but i i think it might be seven uh years since the the last installment so a large um, population of the fan base came out 2012 so yeah 2012 so is yeah. that what is that five, that's uh, six? six years six years there you yeah. go um man a large i mean i even thought when they said that oh they're gonna they're gonna at least show key art for diablo 4 yeah 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 like it was oh, very keep, keep misleading. Going, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so they come out on stage, and it's at the very, very, very end of their their big showcase, and they say, "Okay, here's what we're announcing for Diablo," and they announce a mobile game, mm-hmm. and people went bananas. Yeah. Uh, watching the have you watched the actual? whole uncut tail end of the press conference uh i saw one of the guy what like uh they're doing q a's and i saw oh, yeah, someone yeah, go yeah. up and ask if it was some out of season april fool's joke yeah so so that actually wasn't part of the press conference okay so the press conference itself is just is just hard to watch yeah it's really rough no one is clapping uh-huh. Uh it's pretty silent. People are just be it, every every time it cuts to the audience, it's just people either just sitting there just not sure what they yeah. think or with their mouths wide open. Um and I think gosh, we can get into what this what what this says about different things, but it it just was a very out of touch moment. Sure. And it and it really looked bad. So then and it was very clear from the moment they announced it. The the most hardcore of hardcore Blizzard fans yeah. aren't loving this it. This isn't E3 where yeah. it's industry people. This is mm-hmm. a fan event. So then they, uh, they, after that, they hold a Q&A about Diablo Immortal. Uh-huh. And that is when, as you kind of briefly discussed, uh, they had chances to interact with the fans. And the interactions were not, we're not super good. The most viral of which has been, um, you know, a fan goes up and says, is this, uh, and he goes in all, uh, you know, like I'm being honest, is this an out of season April Fool's joke? And oh my gosh, it's just so, just so, aw- it's so hard to watch. <laughs> and then later in the, later, uh, one of the people asks, you know, just tell me, is there any plans to bring this to PC? Any at all? Yeah. And they say, no, this is strictly for mobile. And people start audibly booing. Man. And then they say, what? Do y'all not have cell phones? And people boo way louder. <laughs> and it was just like, oh my gosh. And this, so this has, yeah. this has sprung a much larger conversation and a lot of... Um, a lot of talk about a lot of different things in the gaming yeah. industry. It's in, it's this one small issue has become very multifaceted. Uh, and I'll, I'll lay out just a few of the kind of things that I want to tackle, and, and we can kind of hop into whichever one you want. One, people are discussing uh, if the fan reaction was justified mm-hmm. and whether it shows a level of entitlement with certain gamers. Mm-hmm. Um whether Blizzard is out of touch, 
and uh, whether they've kind of been changed by being acquired by Activision. And then there's a lot of discussion also about this kind of... Um, expectations? Kind of expectations. Th- or, or, or is it... Because uh, I saw Jim... Ster- I didn't watch the video, but Jim Sterling was had a video about um, if video game companies need to be so secretive. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're getting at? Well, th- th- there, there's actually, so here we can, we can hop into, sure. which one, wh- what do you want to hop into? Cause it, well, there, let's talk about, let's talk about the whole entitlement thing. Cause I think it's both. I think fans are being too entitled and I think blizzards a bit out of touch because yeah. Look at Fallout's press conference at E3 last year. Um, they announced a mobile game. Mm-hmm. They announced, you know, the Skyrim mobile game, I want to say. Uh, and they announced um, Fallout 76, which is a multiplayer Fallout game. Mm-hmm. Not the Fallout everyone knows. At the end of that conference, they announced Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, those are two humongous single-player games that people are, are excited for and they're in the future and all they did was hey they're in development we're working yeah. on them be happy they knew they had the inclination that fans would not be happy just hearing about fallout 76 even though it's a project they wanted to do out of mm-hmm. the, out of just creative love for whatever they wanted to do this project, but they knew they need to give the fans something else, or else there might be some backlash. Because especially uh, go back to when they announced Fallout Four, they announced that Fallout mobile game, and they announced Fallout Four. People are more inclined to play that mobile game because there's not a bad taste in their mouth. You know, mm-hmm. they're not saying where's other Fallout. They're saying, oh, I'm getting what I want. And so I'm going to try this little thing out too. And so like, hey, I know Skyrim's in the future. I know this uh, Starfield's in the future. I might check out this new Fallout game. So I think Blizzard should have given a little more, even if it was just a the smallest teaser with just a date that they're just like 2019, you know, Diablo 4 with like just the smallest mini teaser. I yeah. think I think it would have stifled the backlash. So I think that I think that because Blizzard is out of touch, mm-hmm. they put these poor developers in a very, 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 very bad situation. Yes, um, it's not their fault. The people that were up there. Yeah, the way that I've heard it described, and you mentioned and talked pretty substantially about Fallout Shelter, is mm-hmm. that. This is the equivalent of Bethesda teasing a Fallout announcement. And mm-hmm. instead of coming out on stage at their press conference and announcing Fallout 4 like they did, just announcing Shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people felt like it was a bait and switch. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard the term slap in the face, but I think that's a little... Yeah, that's, that's getting... A little, then again, if if I was, I mean, if it was if if it was a franchise I cared about, like an Uncharted, and this happened, I can see mm-hmm. how I would I would I would feel very slighted. Um, you see, the thing is, though, I feel like I heard beforehand them saying that there might not be fall or Diablo four information for a while, or maybe they said it's not going to come out for a while. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I might be. I might be. So I'm not. The, look, I've, I'm not. I'm not a Diablo guy. I would love to play it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really up on the news. So maybe I just 
heard something and thought it was something yeah. else. So these these developers, I feel bad that they were put in this position and they were treated very rudely. Uh, the question about is this an out-of-season April Fool's joke was 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 pretty rude. Mm-hmm. Um I can I, I feel I really feel terrible for these developers that that maybe aren't exactly media trained and had to go up and field very very difficult questions and I'm and 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 as an employee like that I would be very upset that Activision Blizzard put me in that position like Th- this why, wasn't like Todd Howard these were just oh exactly guys, why would you right? why would you as a yeah well they're, well they're just developers they're not yeah. they're not you know their 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 line of work is not presentation right okay it's sitting and coding on a computer yeah. and and things like so uh but even even if i was a presenter you know by trade i would i would i would ask my company why would you put me in this position because mm-hmm. i've worked very hard on this yeah on this diablo mobile game um and now I'm up in front of a huge audience that is clearly upset because of the way you marketed it yeah. as a company. You marketed this as a Diablo 4 announcement, and then you put me in this position. So that the, the, the way the developers were treated uh, very much upset me. I've seen a lot of Twitter activity from the games press about this being, and this is a whole another issue that I feel like the games press and now the consumers have a very adversarial relationship. I think so too. Where I think, I feel yeah. like from a lot of outlets, they hate their core readership. It feels like. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, and, and the core readership is more vocal against them as a result. Um, like, like the like these things today. I, I saw. Uh, I was reading one Twitter chain from a prominent games journalist that mm-hmm. essentially said, "Someone being mad about Diablo being a mobile game is just an extension of toxic masculinity." And you know, mm. the gaming, the the people that consume games are some of the worst behave. I mean, just or things to that effect. You know, you that, can say I, the I same thing be, about sports fans. Same, same thing about every. You know, exactly. I'm conflating yeah. several several tweets. Sure, sure. Um, which is why I'm not naming any names, but yeah. I mean it's uh, it's um, it's crazy stuff. But I think that fans have a right to be upset about the bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Um, as a fan, I think the the best thing you can do is vote with your dollars. Sure. Yeah. And I yeah, also think it's... that being vocal is okay. Look at Battlefront Two. Yes. Battlefront Two was honestly, in my opinion, garbage. Uh, mm-hmm. The way that they implemented pay-to-win microtransactions, people were very vocal about it, and EA changed it. EA had was their their hand was forced; they had to do something. Uh, so it's okay to be vocal. I think that it's all about the way you're vocal. Right. Um, yeah, I I think being a horrible person is not the way to go. And uh, yeah, I think there is. I think it goes both ways, but I think there is a sort of entitlement with some people like this is Mm -hmm. what i want and you need Mm -hmm. to give me what i want but also there's there's the other side of hey we're trying to make money and what do people want so there's two things you know and well and and it could even i feel like this could even be and i've heard this a ton because it's just i mean common sense this could be mitigated by if they just stuck key art 
yeah. the Diablo 4 oh, yeah. are, are, are tied it to Something. some larger announcement. Um, Fucking Nintendo puts a number four up and a little, the Metroid, uh, um, God damn it, the screw attack symbol. Yeah. <laughs> and people go shit, bad shit crazy. Well, that's, I mean. That's all they need know, to do. Like, like you were talking about with Fallout Shelter, I think that Fallout Shelter was a huge hit. Yeah. Because it felt like icing on a great cake. Yes, so definitely. Fallout 4, and also, oh, here's something cool you can play right thing. now, Fallout Shelter. Yeah. If they had used Diablo Mortal in that effect, or yes. announced it in a different environment, because the hardcore PC playing BlizzCon crowd mm-hmm. is not necessarily the ones that are going to... I mean, they'll jump, they might jump on anything Diablo, but they're not going to be like psyched out of their mind for a, a mobile game made by NetEase. Right. Who a lot of people associate with like really microtransaction heavy mobile. I mean, you know, it's it's just they just went about announcing this in the wrong way. Uh, they're, you know, they're getting a lot of backlash. I think that they very quickly kind of understand their folly. And I think it's interesting to see this happening to Blizzard of all companies mm-hmm. because traditionally they've been – They've been so gamer focused, and they've been such a like um, a favorite of all. Like I don't for a while, I didn't know anybody that disliked Blizzard. Yeah. Even if you didn't necessarily love every single one of their games, you know, you weren't a hard hardcore StarCraft player. There was something that they made that you enjoyed, and they're just a cool, they were just a cool company. So it's an interesting thing. Um, you know, I actually pulled up the the tweet chain from Jim Sterling that I thought was okay. interesting. I like and Jim I, Sterling a lot. I think he's he's a cool person. Critical enough where it doesn't sound like he's. I don't want to say doing marketing because I, I don't think anyone's doing marketing. I think I don't know. That's another conversation. I think he's critical enough, but he's also he's fair. I think he's very fair. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like so, I, I really don't like um, Yahtzee. I, he's it's it's a different taste. Yahtzee from Zero Punctuation. I think he's just way to I'm going to be sardonic to be sardonic mm-hmm. where Jim Sterling I think is very fair I'm sorry I know we're trying to oh keep no it short. you're good yeah so this is uh this is from developer Mike Bithel okay um and he tweeted so the Diablo mobile thing I don't understand the cause of the anger can I get some concise explanations from disappointed fans of why the spinoff makes them feel that way or am I missing a different frustration keep it simple please mm-hmm. essentially to be brief, Jim Sterling says pretty concisely, to make it the leading thing at BlizzCon after six years, to build up the crowd for it and then deflate them. It was the wrong move by it was the wrong move by half. That the Activision Blizzard have wanted to monetize Diablo for a long time and going with a net ease gotcha MMO is a fast way to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says essentially there's responses, but basically he says uh, someone's like, "What? Well, what did you do? What you know? Do you expect them to d- announce Diablo Four? And Jim Sterling says, "Maybe not Diablo Four per se, but when you have to shout, do you guys not have phones at your audience? You're picking the wrong time, the wrong announcement, or the wrong crowd." Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty clean, you know, clear and concise way of just saying they picked the wrong time, the wrong announcement, and the wrong crowd. For this. Yeah, and that's and 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 as with anything. It's 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 bleeding into other arguments like you know entitlement with gamers and this this whole you know quote toxic masculinity thing um, 
regarding people being upset about a mobile game. And then mm-hmm. you even have people like, you need to respect the mobile platform. There's nothing wrong with a mobile game. So so it's it's become way more full, multifaceted than I think anybody realized it would be. But it's an interesting story. Um, as, a, as an update, someone, Jason Schreier at Kotaku essentially said that the, he obtained information saying that there would be a, a Diablo 4 announcement that they pulled last minute. Yeah, I heard of that. And then Blizzard itself came out and refuted that. Uh-huh. Um, and I've, I've heard other people echo this, but I, I really do feel that someone at Blizzard leaked that um, as damage control. Mm, yeah. Maybe without higher-ups even knowing, you know, just like, we just got to do something because we're taking it on the chin right now. Um, you know, I imagine Twitter is not a fun place if you were a, if you were a developer on the Diablo series right now. So, um, or just a Blizzard employee in general. So that's interesting. Uh, anything else you want to cover before we end the show? Um, you know, it, it might even be a bigger topic, but just sort of the secrecy of, I don't know. I think that might be a good, I don't know if, um, you know, we could talk about it some other time, but I, I think a good topic on top of this would be kind of the secrecy of the video game industry because I feel like other industries you hear about oh this new TV shows and and you know in development or this new things in development but video games it's very hush hush and I think mm-hmm. maybe to stifle some of this you know humongous expectations and disappointment maybe they they be more open on what they're doing you know I think yeah. that might be a solution you know I think uh, I think we could probably break that down yeah much much uh much more in depth on the next episode sure well trey have you yeah. had a good show yeah it's been good me too yeah. man well i cannot wait to hear next week about your further impressions of red dead redemption 2. all right is Hopefully a, you'll another be week chapter another four. week on another week on oh all if right you want it I, I i would love to yeah all right well, i'm all for it this has been another episode of the unbiased games cast we hope you all enjoyed and we'll help we We hope we get to see you back next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Zach, stop. You're going to get in trouble.